Oh, he hurries to go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the official European League of Football show. Today's episode is about the Cologne Centurions, one of our top four finishing teams from last year, and the team that had the number one very best offense in the inaugural season. So let's find out what they are planning for year number two. And on today's show, I have two guests, two men who are actually new to the Centurions, head coach Frank Rosa and former Stuttgart Search wide receiver and rookie of the year, Luis Gaia. So let's get it started. Here comes Frank. <laughs> There he is. Hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the league. It is a pleasure to meet you. Well, thank you so much and uh, thanks for having me here today. Well, as, as I said, thank you for being here. And Frank, please tell me, you are the new head coach and the offense, uh, offensive offense coordinator. Offense coordinator, how, yes. How busy are you these days? Or is it the calm before the storm? <laughs> right now, it's of course a little bit the calmness before the storm. But of course, being the head coach and the coordinator, well, that... You know, I'm, I will not be bored during the season. So there's a lot of things uh, I have to do and to manage. But thankfully, I have just a great coaching staff, where which I'm not used to having so many guys that so much football knowledge, so much football power. So I can negotiate some things or give some stuff to some of the other coaches. That's great. Well, let's just let let's talk about this now. Tell me more about your coaching staff. You just mentioned them. What makes them so good and what make you guys work together as a great team? So, first of all, I want to mention David Drain, the general manager, who is a good friend of mine. And we worked together in the German national junior team. And like we were roommates uh, in Dresden in 2015. And from the first moment, we clicked together. We worked well together. And uh, so that's why when he called me for the head coaching position, it was to me a no-brainer that I, I would love to work with him and just get things going there. But then I have so many experienced guys in this coaching staff. Our defense coordinator, Javan, to me is a great guy and I get along with him very well. We, we had some good conversations. I love what he's doing on defense. My special teams guys, coach Chris Lees and Jörn Scholl, doing an amazing job so far. And I, I mean, I, I don't want to name now everyone because we can sit here forever. But one guy I want to give a little shout out here is Simon Gavanda, um, with which I played with in 2007 at the Stuttgart Scorpions. So all my coaches from the Centurions, I'm super happy to have them. I never worked with them. So these first couple of practices, we... I feel like that's really a good staff. And I just love being around these guys. So I'm very thankful for all of them. Well, and it's so great to hear how passionate you are about everything. And you just said that you were a player yourself. So what position did you play? I played quarterback and uh, receiver. So most of the time quarterback and then receiver. Okay, well, that's interesting to hear. So you are an experienced player. And on top of it, on top of it even though you are still pretty young. You are a very experienced coach because you worked worldwide with different teams in multiple leagues, including the NFL. And now you joined the European League of Football. So what made you take this step apart from just knowing some of the guys? What attracts you about the European League of Football? Well, to, to say that, I, 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 
last season in 2021, I was, of course, observing a little bit. And I, I heard about the new league. Then it really, well, it happened and it did a great job. And I just love the media presence. I just love the things that after the game, you found the highlights basically straight away on YouTube. So you can already watch some stuff there. And, and that's what impressed me. So not just the media, but of course, also the level of football that happened there. And I think that's a step in the right direction. And this is why I chose, okay, I'm, I want to be a part of this. And I, I just loved, especially what David and of course, all the other guys from our organization um, created in Cologne. Also what the coach Heidelberg did there. So that was a great, great season that they had last year, right? I mean, the number one offense. So um, that's why I decided I want to be a part of this because I think it's going into the right direction. And now, as we all know, because with the new leagues draft, the USFL, um, four guys or, or maybe more, no, I think four players from the European League of Football have been drafted to that league. Coaches from my college where I was for two years are reaching out to me asking, like, is there a chance to get a job? So Kind of like this league gets the attention of, of worldwide. And that's that's yeah. beautiful to me. That wasn't the and, case before. Yeah. So. And the league is still brand new. So would you say that the European League of Football has great potential? Yes, absolutely. I, I also like that we play NFL rules. That gives like something new for us because we're used to college rules. So instead of having just four quarters with 12 minutes, now we have four quarters with 15 minutes. I'm not a math genius, but that's an extra quarter that we're going to play. So that's going to be new for uh, me. I never played or coached with NFL rules. like. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Well, you are coaching now. And as a coach, you need to motivate and help players to improve. What would you say? What skills does a head coach need to bring uh, need to bring the most out of his players and to mm. form a whole unit? That's a wonderful question. Um, that's basically what I'm most concerned with. Of, of course, as the offensive coordinate, coordinator, I better get my offense stuff rolling, especially taking over the number one offense from last season. <laughs> but I love challenges. However, as a head coach, I think the most important thing is to see everything from not just like very close up but from far away like is every coach doing his job is every coach really trying to get the best out of his players do we have a positive energy in practice how are these little transitions from one period to the other period and of course then seeing also is the defense improving are they doing a good job is the special teams are they doing a good job but not losing, well, my responsibility, especially the offense, right? So, yeah. but I, I do believe a lot in energy and positive energy. That doesn't mean that I'm just a guy running around, everything is great. No, I will address things that are not good. But some things I always wondered also when I had my two years at, in college at UTEP where I was, that so much screaming was going on without coaching. So, and, and some coaches really got personal on a personal level. And, and I, I will not like say any bad words that they were saying right now, but I never understood why you have to be personal with a guy. Why just not coach him up? Some players need a wake up call. Totally get that. But I think there always should be uh, what you do, how you do it and why you should do it. 
And that's something I try my very best. So hopefully when you call my quarterbacks in the middle of the night, maybe, and ask them for a certain situation, a certain play, they should be able to tell you exactly what they should do. So that's my goal and how they do it, why they do it and what they should do. Because uh, that would have been my next question. What is the goal for this year personally as the head coach, but then of mm. course for the team, for the Centurions? Yeah. So coming into this um, into this team, to the Centurions, as I said before, they had the number one offense and now I'm the new offense coordinator taking over and I love this challenge. So whatever is going to happen is happening and the goal is to be the very best that we can be. That's it. Yeah. All we do is about getting better. And there are days when we make a step forward. There will be days when things are not going very well, games that will be good good games that will be not so good but i do believe that like you can learn from everything you can learn from actually you learn from bad games from bad plays more than you learn from good plays when everything is going right so um that's that's what i try to do that we try to see that positive in everything that's happening so we just did something wrong Okay, so how can we get it right? What do we need to adjust to get better? And if we do this, then good things uh, will happen. But of course, we love to peak on uh, September 25th. So, <laughs> Of course. And um, something else I find super interesting about you is the fact that you are a breathing coach. So mm. what is this about and how does it help you as your, or in your role as a coach, as a football coach? That, that's I, I'm very happy that you bring that up. So I, I, I lived two years in the US and then because of my visa situation and I, I did not get like I, I got close to some certain jobs on the next level, but it didn't work out. And then I, I found a job in Japan. And while I was doing that, I, I met a breathwork coach, Francesca Zitma, and she guided me through my first breathwork sessions. And, and I just remembered a couple of years ago, I did some breathing techniques that helped me to feel calm. So, however, through these breathwork sessions, I found so much, um, yeah, I, I dropped my ego. I was not pressuring myself anymore. So I was focused and clear and I could make decision decisions way easier. And, and then now then I became a breathwork coach and now I teach breathing to people. And well, we are all breathing, right? Everybody who's listening is breathing. That's why they can hear us. But the big question is, are we breathing correctly? And we don't. We breathe too flat, too fast. And even in sports or especially in sports that can be crucial if you're always in a stress state of mind in the fight or flight response or freeze this is why people sometimes have a blackout because they're always in that stress response of that body the nervous the autonomic autonomic nervous system so where i will put a lot of focus in is that we do in practice the right breathing and we will have not only that functional breathing but also a little bit more mindset breathing sessions but mm -hmm. that's a topic especially here in in germany or in, in europe where people never really thought about it. So it's coming slowly. And this is why I'm approaching it step by step, because I know that some people might would run away if I tell them, hey, we're going to breathe now. So lay down and breathe. And like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but I love uh, it. And it's wonderful. Can, can you give us an example? Like, can, can we have a one minute breathing session and everyone who's watching joins us so we can kind of figure out how you pass on your breathing knowledge to your players? 
Yes, of course. I mean, that's that's just my number one breathing method when I feel like I'm super stressed. And Mac Jones from the Patriots was in an article about how he's doing that. So number one thing, don't breathe vertical. If you inhale, don't do this. Inhale in your lower body, belly or to the side. So that's the number one thing. I'm going to watch you breathing. I'm, I'm, I'm will breathe myself. So <laughs> we, we take a deep inhale through the nose and exhale through the nose. Just five seconds inhale, five seconds exhale. And we're going to do that for one minute. Everybody who's a math genius is going to count to six right now. But I, I will I will count the seconds and I, I got the time. So if you feel comfortable, close your eyes now. And everybody who's listening and you're driving, please don't close your eyes, but you can participate <laughs> in the breathing as well. I, I just want to make it clear. I, I mean, the wildest things can happen, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So just relax. You can sit or lay and then take a deep inhale through the nose. Two, three, four, five. Exhale through the nose. Two, three, four, five. Inhale. Two, three, four, five. Exhale. Two, three, four, five. In. Out. In. Out. In. Out. In. Out. Frank, Take you need to stop. No, otherwise I am too relaxed. <laughs> I really had to keep my eyes open because oh, we oh, wow. focus on this breathing now. Okay. I, I tried, I tried, I like I, I tried to 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 not focus on it too much because otherwise I would be way too relaxed. Did you feel the... it a little bit? Yeah, and it's actually it's also very good for me for, for my job, of course, before yes. the games. And of course you get a bit nervous and um yeah, so uh you know, I think I, I, mean, I, I will wanna... give you a shout out after after this interview so we can do this properly again. But right now I really I, I couldn't focus on it too much. Okay, <laughs> or good. we would both be in silence, just yeah. hanging in there like, well <laughs> it was the last breath anyways. But the, the last thing I really want to say about it, because I can talk about that topic forever, is that we just are all the time in a stress yeah. state of mind. And oh, yeah. if you do this breathing before you have an important meeting, while standing on the sideline, while getting your grocery or waiting for someone, you tell your body, hey, it's all good right now. I can relax. Yeah. But I keep it with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's perfect. So I hope everybody is relaxed now so we can focus on the Centurions again. And as we mentioned it both before, uh, the team had the number one offense in season one. And it was also the only team that played with a local quarterback. And you continue working with him. So what makes Jan the right QB for the Centurions? And what are his strengths? That's that's also a great question. I, I worked with Jan in the junior national team. This is how I got to know him. And I personally love how smart he is, how fast he understands things and his little wrinkles that he brings 
to this game. We we had some good conversations already about some place where he said, hey, let's make a little adjustment here. And then we did that adjustment because, as I said, I'm not like a, a railroad coach. Like I think football is such a, a open game where so many things can be done and will happen. So and in my opinion, it's important to be on the same page with your quarterback as the offense coordinator. And we did that and he brings it or he he does it on practice and we look good. So he has a quick release, a good understanding of the game, and he's a great leader. And But I also want to mention Alex, the other quarterback that we have, who is a young guy full of energy, and I love his calmness. So I, I think that that's a good duo. And our uh, third quarterback, uh, Toby, he's also a great guy, and I, I just love the QB room that we are having. So I'm, I'm very confident with that. So you have a great quarterback and other, well, one of the best, some of the best players in Europe on your roster. You re-signed the MVP Madre London, you re-signed Quinton Pounds, you added Dean Tanwani to your roster and the Rookie of the Year, Luis Gaia, who is coming to the show later. Who can stop the Centurions offense this year? <laughs> the biggest enemy, <laughs> the biggest enemy is always up here in our mm -hmm. mind. So that's what I believe. And of course, all the other teams believe that as well. I, I think so. And so, well, in my opinion, the only opponent you really have to conquer to say so is yourself. And then good things can happen. But it's, it's going to be a challenge because there are many good players out there. There are many good coaches, many good teams, many good organizations. So it's not that we just like run straight through it. If it yeah, happens, no. I'm, I'm not mad about it. Um, <laughs> But I'm, I'm very happy. We have also good guys that came in on the offense line. Also Toby Nick on the running back position who joined. Um, and uh, of course, on defense, we have a couple of good guys that came in. I'm, I'm actually I'm just pumped and thankful to have the opportunity to work with so many great people that are hungry. So Yeah, you mentioned the defense because in season one, the Cologne Centurions defense was struggling. So yeah. how are you working on this now? And what changes are you making to strengthen your defense? First thing is, I'm talking a lot to Javan, our defense coordinator, and uh, we had some great conversations. But, you know, and I heard that before, man, now you go to a team where the defense was on the, on the last, right? But it's a, it's a game of inches. A couple of little things be done in the right situation and things are different. So that's why I'm not worried. I'm, I'm really not afraid. And I, I see what we, we had a couple of practices already. And I see how the defense guys are flying around. I see the energy. And with the new guys that we added to the roster, that's going to be a complete different defense. And I, I love what uh, Javan is doing there. And I'm, I'm super excited to watch them play. And you just mentioned some of the practice sessions that you already have. When is it officially going to start? When, when is the practice starting before the season? Um, second week of April. If I'm not mistaken right now, that's gonna, when we're going to get started. That's when the contracts are official then. And of course, the American players are only allowed to join in May. And um, so then, yeah, things get, get serious from there. But <laughs> I'm already excited because we take a step-by-step -step approach. And like we run a very good competition drill on last Sunday's practice where the offense stepped up and then the defense stepped up. And I'm like... That's how it should be. So I'm, I'm really, really happy. Well, and one young, very talented player, 
He is going to be in, Col uh, in Cologne very soon. Luis Gaia, who is joining us now, the Rookie of the Year. Hi, Luis. How are you? Hi, what's up? I'm great. Pleasure to be here. Um, yeah. Pleasure to have you. And so tell me, how is your off-season going? My off-season going great. Um, I'm already in contact with uh, the athletic coach of the Centurions, Kevin Speer, and I'm already working with him in daily contact. And yeah, getting better every day and um, excited for the season. What are you doing right now to stay in shape before the, the official practice season session starts? Well, like I said, um, Kevin Speer, the athletic uh, coach, he gave me a plan and I'm daily working with him. So, um, Like what? Like what do you do? Um, just athletic stuff. I got my sprint training like every three times a week um, and I'm in the gym like five times a week. And uh, until March or until the end of March, I got two, I got three term papers to write. So it's kind of balance, uh, but I would, um, um, it's going great. Yeah. Well, everyone is very happy that you will be playing in the league in the second year, in the second season. But why did you change teams? What better chances do you see as a player for the Cologne Centurions? So my number one goal is obviously to get better every day. And um, after the season, um, I kind of looked at my options and Cologne was uh, the number one spot where I think I can develop the most. Um, one thing is athletically, I got my goals um, to get in the NFL. And to reach those goals, I have to like get on a, on a certain athletic level. And um, the athletic staff, um, Kevin Speer, developed athletes um, at the, the Centurions. He's like one of the best in the country at what he does, and he's going to get me to that level. And um, on the field, Centurions have a great group of guys, especially on my position. Um, I love every receiver there, and especially Quinton Pounds, who I can work with every day. Um, even now, I'm just uh, I just spoke with him about a certain drill, and he immediately immediately answered me. So it's just those little things that I think will help me get a better player on and off the field. So the NFL is your big goal that you have in mind. And your former teammate, Marcel Dabo, he is in the States right now, taking part of participating in the IPP, NFL IPP program. Do you have this goal in mind after next or after this season? Or yeah. also, Frank, from your perspective, or does Louis maybe need a little bit more time? Well, I, I, I mean, I met Luis now and from the first moment, from the first meeting, I was like, okay, this guy is special. So, and his de determination, the way he, how quickly he picked up the place, um, I, I'm not even sure if I really sent that, but I think you were at the first meeting then there. And um, that, that's impressive to me, of course, his athletic ability. And you, you can see his passion on the field, on the game. So, and, and I, I know many people laugh about big dreams. I don't because... At some point, many things that we take for granted today was somebody else's dream. So if a guy comes to me and says, hey, I have this dream, I have this goal, my first question is usually, okay, how do you back it up? But with Luis, I didn't even have to ask that question because he told me already what he wants to do. That he, And, and at that point, I really want to give a shout out to our athletic staff that they just do a fantastic job. I didn't mention them before, but I really want to do that now. We had like 30 guys in the gym pumping the iron and, and really get going. And so Luis is close with them. 
they were super excited when Luis said he's gonna join. And the way that Luis came to me and was like, hey, when is Quinton coming? I really wanna work with him when I move to Cologne. And so he's willing to take the action steps. And that's that's all I need to know. And whatever happens from there, if it works out, fantastic. For whatever reason, for whatever unlikely reason, it's not gonna work out. At least you gave it everything you got. And that's the yeah. most important thing. The rest, exactly. I don't care. What everybody else is saying then, yeah, great. Point your fingers, laugh. I don't care anymore. I mean, no. it's great. I, I exactly. did my way and now Luis is on his way and I'm excited to see uh, where where he's going. So Exactly. Luis has a goal or everyone should have a goal and well follow this path and even if he fails at least this person tried and uh well you you always learn something and learn something important but Louis, we know what your goal is but what was the beginning what made you fall in love with football and when and where and how and why did you start playing it's a, it's a funny story because um i started as The, the worst player on my team. I started in a little uh, little region where I grew up. Um, it was a small team, I think, third division league. And I was the third string running back. And I had my first season, I had one play for minus six yards. So I came from the bottom, from the rock bottom. And How I, old were you? I was, I was, I think, 14. Yeah, 14. Okay. <laughs> and I was, I came, I came from soccer. So I was a, I was a, a Uh, skinny guy and uh, not really pumped or something and then actually my first tackle season came and i was i was terrified <laughs> I, 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 um, <laughs> i was so afraid of like tackling somebody and actually my first tackle was against a, a like 225 pounds guy so i was really one percent uh Or I was really close of like actually giving up football um, because I didn't want to play anymore. Um, and I told my mom, no, I don't want to go to the training. Uh, and I think I faked injuries to not go to training. No way. <laughs> so actually, the last uh, chance I gave, uh, I gave myself was uh, the the transfer to Stuttgart Scorpions because one of my friends played there. And from there, I had uh, actually uh, Fabian Weigel as my uh, receiver coach. Wow. And from there, uh, it hit me because I, I could see uh, the passion it awakened in me. And from there, I, I think I was on the, on, the, on the training ground every day, trying to get better, trying to get faster out of my breaks and working on the little details. And yeah, now I'm here. So <laughs> yeah. it was yes. a of progress, but... Um, It's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And not just here. I mean, season one, you were with the Stuttgart Surge and you had a, let's say, a rough season with the team. Uh, but still, you were able to show your skills and you became the rookie of the year. Did you expect this award? And how did it make you feel when basically all the hard work paid off? So, obviously, it was a blessing. Um, before the season, I dreamed about it um, because all the hard work you put in for something. And I think, um, to be honest, I didn't even know there was going to be a award show until after the season, until it get announced. <laughs> But obviously, I tried to, to give my best to get as many touchdowns and yards as possible. But um, until the season was over, um, I didn't even know there was a Rookie of the Year. But um, when I finally got invited to the to the show um, and 
everybody was there, all the guys that I really looked up to in, uh, during the season. It was such a blessing. And to then get an award um, next to my brother, Master Dabo, who I worked with the whole season along, um, it was just a, such a, a relief, not, not really a relief, but such a blessing to to get rewarded with such an award after you put in the work every day. Because I think a lot of my players uh, can um, or know the feeling that you work hard every day and you don't see the results. But it's it's normally just one one training session away from your big success. But you just got to continue working and trust the process. Yeah. Well, and you did that. And also last year was your first year playing past the U19 team. So what would you say, what are the things that you learned from that experience and how much is it going to help you in your second year now with the Cologne Centurions? So I think the biggest thing that was new to me was obviously the competition. I only played against uh, other U19 guys. And then the first game was against uh, uh, Brooks, a cornerback from Barcelona, and he was for me, one of the best cornerbacks I ever played against. And immediately after the game, I told him, hey, great game, but what can I do on that release? Um, on this play, you did that to me, and how can I be different the next time? And that's what I did every every game. Uh, I talked with Amari Williams. Um, I talked to Dardis Jacobs, like great guys. And they, they happily um, helped me with my questions, and I think that really helped me to like uh, step up my game and that's what I'm about to do next uh, season and I'm ready for it, yeah. Oh yeah, we are all ready for it. So let's take a look at your games. The schedule is out. Let's see how <clears> and <throat> when and where you and your other teammates are going to play. So you are in the Southern Conference together with the Barcelona Dragons, the Sudov Rheinfire and the Istanbul Rams, which means two of our Four new teams are in that conference. And on top of that, your interconference games are against the Raiders, Galaxy, and the Thunder. So you have some tough games coming up. Starting with week one, the Centurions will begin the season, which is super great, on June, uh, June the 4th against the Istanbul Rams. How important is it for you guys to come out and win the very, very first game at home? Luis, do you want to go ahead or? <laughs> I can, if you want. No, it's good. I, I take it. So, so of, of course, it's super important. Um, it's the first game of the league of that new season. We're going to open it up. So it's a new team. I know that the Istanbul Rams will be ready, but we will be ready too. And I think it's, it's going to be a great game. And there are no easy games. In this league i think that's that's the most important thing like also like the new team the Rheinfire, they will be ready as well they're not just a team like a punching bag no team is that and of course the austrian teams they will be rolling too but i'm excited so yeah first game let's go i can't wait exactly and and lewis is it important to just win the first game or would you say would it be even more important to dominate it well obviously the number one goal is to win it, but um, I think the first week we're going to set a statement um, because everybody has his opinions um, about what what the Cologne Centurions are going to do, and I think we're going to set a statement. But the ultimate goal is to win, so um, I think to get a win is uh, the most important, but I think we're going to set a statement and turn a lot of heads. Yeah. Frank, do you agree? 
<clears throat> of course, I agree. We're gonna <laughs> give it our very best. We will be ready. Um, oh, I can't wait! I say that with the biggest respect to anyone because they will give their their very best too. But Luis does love your statement. But as the head coach, <laughs> well, we're gonna and then give it our very best. Week two, a matchup against the Raiders. So you mentioned them also before. How strong do you think are the Austrians going to be? So the head coach of the Raiders, Kevin Heron, is a good friend of mine. And I'm uh, I'm a lot in Innsbruck because my girlfriend lives there. So, um, of course, I stop by the office from time to time. Next time, maybe I, I see if I can peek something out of there. But <laughs> I'm, spy. I'm very, yeah, <laughs> spy. But I'm, I'm very excited. The, the Raiders are obviously one of the best teams in Europe since decades. And they do such a good they have such a good program with their youth team and everything. So that's going to be a really good competition for us. And I just look forward to, to see Kevin. We coached together. I played for him a couple of decades ago. And uh, so now that's going to be an exciting matchup. But they will be a very strong opponent, of course. Mm -hmm. And then week three, it's, it's going to be your first game abroad against the Barcelona Dragons. Last year at the game in Barcelona, the Centurions lost. What will, how will you make sure that this is not going to happen again? Well, we signed special new guys, like uh, one that is in this meeting too. And of course, many more, many, many more guys. And I, I think the team chemistry is already really good. And I'm a big believer in energy. So if we get the energy rolling and everybody is really working, I, I, I try to tell my team, let's just make this the best preseason you ever had. And yeah. how you do that? Well, just make the right decisions. And I think going to Barcelona is going to be a cool road trip. I played in Valencia in 2010. So we had like two opponents that we played in Barcelona. So I'm looking back to, to go back there. And then week four against the current champion. Luis, do you think that Frankfurt is going to be as strong as they were last year? I think so, yeah. Um, Frankfurt has a great group of guys. I got the chance to like uh, get to know some of the guys. Um, Jacob Sullivan, um, great, great group of guys, really. And I think they're going to be prepared, but um, we're going to give them a fight. Um, we're not going down easy if, we, if we're going down. Um, but it's going to be a great game, yeah. And then week five, it's B Berlin is coming to Cologne. I think they are going to be a completely new team compared to season one. What's your prediction for that game? It's, it's tough to say. I, I watch tape. I, I see these guys. And, of course, they have a change in the coaching staff as well. So that, that's going to be super, super interesting. But the good thing is by week five, you already have a lot of game tape. So... Um, Again, I, I just can't say that I'm excited for every competition. Um, there are so many good coaches and players, and Berlin is going to be definitely a big challenge. Yeah. And as we can see, week one and two and four and five are home games. Do you already know at, at what stadium you will be playing? It's the... I, I'm not 100% sure because I'm not from Cologne. So I think the best question there is to ask <laughs> the organization. But um, yeah, so I, I have to pass on that one. Okay, it's not official yet. Okay, yeah. Um, and then week six, well, I am from, I was born in Düsseldorf. So this is maybe a, for, for, for local people who know the rivalry between Düsseldorf and Cologne, both cities, this could be maybe the special opponent the Cologne Centurions have. 
or what would you say when it comes to the game against the Düsseldorf Rheinfire? So for, for me, it's it's super funny because I'm from Bavaria and coaching the Bavarian All-Star Youth Team. I always heard about the big rivalry between Cologne and Düsseldorf and, and now I'm right there and I, I, I love it. I think <laughs> Rheinfire is doing a great job in getting a good team together. Um, they will be ready. I think we have a great team and we will be ready. So since we're that close together, it reminds me of being back in UTEP because New Mexico State, our rival there, is like a 45-minute ride like down I-10 to New Mexico. And so I, I take it as any other game, but I know there will be some heated things probably. But I, I, I love energy. I love passion. Yeah. And I think we're going to see a lot of passion from both teams there. Yeah. Would you say that the atmosphere will be even more electrifying from the fans at that game? I'm, I'm pretty sure it will. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, I, is that something you're looking forward to? Just being back out on the field and getting the vibes and atmosphere from the fans? Yeah, yes. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. When I was in Stuttgart, I got to know the, the Cologne fans and what they do is just amazing. <laughs> you can feel it on the other sideline um, and it really was great. So I'm very excited, especially for the derby. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. Well, and then week seven, Frankfurt Galaxy again. And then week eight and week 10, you are having the bye week. So, Louis, from a player's perspective, how much does the body of a football player need the bye weeks? A lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, seven weeks of, of, of pure action and game days is uh, a challenge for the body. So, I think yeah. week eight and week eight and week 10 are very important for us. But um, yeah, we're going to train hard um, even in those weeks, get better and um, prepare ourselves for week nine against Berlin and week 11 against Barcelona. So um, yeah, but exactly. I think the body looks forward to those weeks. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And the head coach mindset as well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, from the coaching perspective, it, it uh, y y you know, the, the, the product that people see is what happens in the game. What people yeah. don't see is like what players, as Luis said, the hard work that they're putting in already. Nobody yeah. sees that. Nobody sees maybe a play that doesn't work out in practice that we have to repeat, that we have to perfect, where we have to make adjustments. Nobody sees how challenging it is for the coach to really analyze the game. Like, you, you sit there for a couple of hours watching with the clicker every play. And at some point, it's also great when you know, okay, at least now for a handful of days, maybe I can just let also my mind rest and uh, take a breather. So, yeah. 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 And then week 12, you are going to Austria. So, Frank, you can, you can have your girlfriend around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be exciting. <laughs> and then in week 13, the Düsseldorf fans are coming over to Cologne. And week 14 is the Istanbul Rams again. Hmm. Pretty much looking forward to those games. And well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm as excited as you are. Yes. I, I also really look forward, just want to give a shout out here to the Frankfurt game because Coach Kösling, the head coach from the Galaxy, is a good friend of mine as well. And we had so many great conversations um, had so many tough battles already. And uh, when I was in Japan, 
being the defense coordinator there, I had also good conversations with him. He helped me out in some situations. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Many yeah. great players, many great coaches, great organizations. Um, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Exactly. Let's go. So after week 14, it's the playoffs for the, for the Cologne Centurions. And then, as you were saying before, I will see you in Klagenfurt on September 25th. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That sounds like a good plan. <laughs> well, Frank, Louis, thank you both so very much for being on the show today, for giving us the insights on your team and, uh, well, yeah, for going through the schedule. As I said, I can't wait. We, we, we too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks for, for having us. And, uh, yeah, again, we are pumped. We are working. We're giving it our very best. And then we will see where this is going. But it's going to be a great season with many great games. Yes, exactly. So let's go. And you at home, European League of Football fans, thanks for watching. I hope you liked it. And see you again very soon. All right, all right,